All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top notch insight and analysis, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome into the July 6th edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. Tyler Yaremchuk and Frank Saravalli with you. Frank, you and you and Jason Greger talked about this. It's nice to be in person at a draft in a hockey town where it's buzzing, like you can tell. Yeah, there's a lot going on here in Montreal. Glad to be with you, Tyler. Glad to see you in the flesh and mm-hmm. glad to join you for another edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. Let's not waste any time because there is a lot to get to, both draft-related, trade-related, all that stuff. We're going to cover it in the next 25, 30 minutes here. Let's start two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and just sort of start with the vibe check, Frank. There is a lot of stuff going on, but what's sort of at the top of the list? What are you really keeping an eye on over the next 24 hours? Yeah, the latest development is really with the Vancouver Canucks and their forward, uh, premier forward in JT Miller. He They met with the JT Miller camp on Tuesday here in Montreal, and I'm told that the two sides did not make any progress and still remain far apart at this point on the parameters of what a potential contract extension would look like. He's eligible to sign one of those extensions on July 13th. His name has been bandied about on the trade rumor mill for quite a while. The Canucks were fielding interest in Miller as far back as November, December, January, as Jim Rutherford took over, even before their current GM and Patrick Alvine was at the helm. They have a pretty good idea of what the market looks like, I believe. And at this point with Miller, it certainly seems like all arrows, Tyler, are pointing towards a trade. He slides up to number two on our trade board at this point. And when you see Miller coming off of a 99-point season, one more year remaining on his contract at just over $5 million, it's a bargain contract for that first year. I'd imagine that 
the Vancouver Canucks would be eyeing up a pretty significant return. Some of the teams that have been talked about with regards to JT Miller include the New York Rangers, the New Jersey Devils, and the Washington Capitals. The preference, we believe at this point, Tyler, is for JT Miller to play in the U.S., that he'd like to sign a long-term extension with a team in the U.S. being an Ohio native. So we'll see where this goes. No absolute guarantee that JT Miller is moved over the next 24 to 48 hours, but rest assured with this contract status, with the Canucks' interest in creating some salary cap flexibility, and with the idea that more teams could be in the mix at this time of year, that it makes a lot of sense that the Canucks would end up pulling the trigger before they leave Montreal. And the interesting part with that, you mentioned his cap hit. It's so low. There's really not a contending team that couldn't afford to bring in JT Miller. And when you look at his production and things like that, you kind of go, well, yeah, why wouldn't a ton of contenders, like you kind of listed off there, be calling about the Canucks? And you look at what premier players get as rentals at the deadline, and you think of the return of like a Claude Giroux. Okay, well, getting JT Miller, a better player in his prime, for a full season like that'll really kickstart the value. I just have a hard time seeing Vancouver not jumping all over that. Yeah. And look, here's the thing is he's probably not going to place as a one year rental. Yeah. He's likely coming in on a long term deal. And the idea being that you'd have a chance to negotiate that right off yep. the hop, maybe even beforehand, if the Canucks could find a way to increase their return, if a team could achieve that certainty that would be needed. Let's move on to the goalie market and things kind of got going. The the little snowball that was pushed at the top will eventually roll in to a big one here. But that's Casey DeSmith signing his deal in Pittsburgh, a two-year deal, $1.8 million AAV. They appear, at least on the surface, to be confident running it back with the two goalies you see on the screen here, Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. Does this, what appears to be a smaller move for people outside of Pittsburgh, does this maybe show us a little bit about where the goaltending market might be trending? Yeah, I think it's actually a pretty big indication of the lack of quality netminders that are available this summer. And what it signals to me is a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, not only obviously are they not going to be bringing back Marc-Andre Fleury that was rumored for so long, I think there's lots of different irons in the fire for someone like Fleury who's in the top 10 of our top 50 pending unrestricted free agents. Really, one of the big things is they didn't want to be left without a goaltender. Yeah. So it, it indicates um, this game of musical chairs as the music is now already starting to play, Tyler. Yep. No team wants to go through this cycle here over the next week to 10 days and then be left after the fact without a chair. And so for the Penguins, who probably kind of indicated at varying points with the Smith, you know, this season and their interest in potentially adding a goalie at the deadline as they peruse that market, that perhaps they weren't really all that confident in him backing up Tristan Jari. But in this case, it's also the devil you know, Tyler. So that's the guy you end up bringing back. It's at a reasonable cap hit. That's the big thing for the Pens is they've got to maximize every yeah. dollar that you look at some of the goalies that are available. And we've got them here with our top free agent list as the Colorado Avalanche continue conversations, for instance, with Darcy Kemper. These guys may not ultimately make it to market and you've got to get your hands on someone. Well, yeah, you mentioned the devil you know. Like, yeah, has just Smith been the best option for them the last couple of seasons? No, but do you want to be sitting there on August 15th and go, all right, we have Tristan Jari and what, Louis Deming maybe coming back, right? Like it is. Whoever that, it is. I, yeah. I think there's a lot of teams that are in that spot um, that are like, some teams have no goalies. Yeah. Some teams have need one. Some teams need a starter. Everyone's all over the map. And I think they were starting to get nervous because teams, look, who's kidding who? I wouldn't want to accuse anyone of tampering or doing anything illegal. But I think there's all sorts of those hypothetical conversations yeah. that happen all the time where teams are like, 
we got to make sure that nothing gets cooked here yeah. in between now and then, and we're left holding the bag. So let me float you this quickly as we wrap up this topic. Do you think there's a chance we see some UFA rights maybe dealt as teams start to feel the pinch? Probably a, a little bit unlikely, but I wouldn't okay. necessarily rule out the possibility of it. Like I think the Toronto Maple Leafs, for instance, would love to get an asset in return for Jack Campbell's rights. Will someone step up and pay it? I doubt it because think back to Zach Hyman and what played out last yeah. year with him going from the Leafs to the Oilers. They wanted something like, well, Oilers like, we'll just wait until July 13th when free agency opens and we'll just get the guy we yeah. want and pay you nothing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, one situation that likely won't get sorted out this weekend is the Evander Kane grievance and everything going on there. Um, while that may not necessarily get sorted out this weekend, do you have any updates on Kane in terms of, you know, what he and his agent could be looking for? And also, could there be some sort of other news on Kane, maybe a contract extension, something like that? It's possible. Uh, the two sides remain in conversation. I'm told that the Edmonton Oilers and Kane's agent, Dan Milstein, met on Tuesday again here in Montreal. One of the big benefits of having everyone together in the same city yeah. once again for the first time in three years is you can have those face-to-face -face meetings. And so the Kane camp at this point, Tyler, seems really confident in their ability to get a long-term big money extension. They're looking for something like 40 to $50 million on the open market. Are the Edmonton Oilers willing to give that kind of term to Evander Kane? Is any team willing to give that kind of term to Evander Kane? I would argue probably not. Um, and in this case, I don't think the Oilers are willing to go on a six, seven, eight year deal to try and keep Evander Kane. I think they're interested in much more of a short term deal. And I think they're also interested in some potential other options or opportunities with Kane when it involves that contract termination grievance that's been undergoing on the process has been ongoing i should say between the sharks and kane there's been no movement there's not a date scheduled in terms of a second hearing and this could linger well past july 13th but i think the teams are curious saying well can we work out a scenario where you could potentially come to some kind of settlement with the San Jose Sharks and we can top you up and make you whole on the $7 million that you were supposed to be earning. I think that's something that might be of interest to the Oilers. Would they be willing to potentially trade an asset like a Yessi Pugliarvi in order to make a settlement like that go through and entice the San Jose Sharks to do something like that and would also give the Sharks and their new GM and Mike Greer some clarity in terms of their cap moving forward. I think there's lots of different options and opportunities, but I think the Kane camp is kind of focused at this point on like, well, the termination part is one thing and whatever we negotiate on the open market is a whole other thing. And so in some ways, the sense is that they, they're pretty confident at this point that they can get that big money long-term deal that we've been talking about. And I don't know, it'd be interesting to see it happen. It'll be very interesting. You mentioned, mentioned Yesa Pugliarvi as well. Just by saying that, you've already gotten them trending once again in Edmonton. Uh, it's been a hot button issue. And we're actually going to have more on that when we dig into the trade targets list a little bit later on. But sticking with the Sharks here for a second, Mike Greer takes over. It's going to be his first draft as a general manager. Let's dig in a little bit to what his top priorities will be here. This is a Sharks team that's at a really interesting spot. They're in a division where you could realistically see, you know, someone can sneak into that third spot in the Pacific. Again, assuming five from the Central. Do the Sharks want to make a push for that playoff spot? Or do the Sharks want to take a look back and go, okay, how do we retool? How do we maybe set ourselves up to not just be a playoff team for a couple more years, but a cup contender 
for a handful of seasons. Well, that's really the goal. That's every team's goal. Now, the thing is, the Sharks tend to want to be a little bit more aggressive in terms of getting there. That was sort of the mantra throughout their GM search and their process was, how can we get this team back to a contending level as quickly as possible? Not going to be easy to do for a team that was in the lottery territory for the last number of years and essentially wants to run back the same group once again. But when you take a look at Mike Greer and his comments that he had on his introductory press conference with the San Jose Sharks, and he'll be in Montreal here at the NHL's GM meetings later today. One of the big things was he said, maybe we have to take a step back in order to get where we'd like to get to. And I thought that was the first real indication of that potential of, hey, maybe they trade away a couple of the pieces that they have in their lineup. And I think one of the big targets might be someone like a Brent Burns. What do they do with Mark Edward Vlasic and his contract on their back end? I don't think when you take a look at uh, all their cap hits here, Eric Carlson, probably not a movable contract, but maybe with Brent Burns and the level that he continues to play at, you could find some value there. You could find a taker even at maybe a little bit of a reduced price. So What do they do on their back end is one of the priorities. They need to hire a coach and they need to really set a vision here. Where are we heading? What is that pecking order look like? And we'll begin to get some of those answers from Mike Greer and the San Jose Sharks as this week goes on. The interesting thing about Brent Burns is when you look at that list of D-men with him, Carlson and Vlasic, Burns is probably still the most effective of the three. He's got the $8 million cap hit, but the least amount of term out of that group as well with only three more years. And I think when you watch Brent Burns play, you can pretty realistically see a path where he is good for another three years. He is this Brent Burns for another few seasons. So it'll be interesting to see if they get any value there. Also between the pipes, tying it back into the goalie talk. Mm. They have three goalies as well with Aiden Hill, Capo Kakinen, and James Reimer all either signed or under team control with that RFA status as well. Any inkling on what they might do between the pipes? No, but that's where they can potentially create a little value for themselves. When you have three net miners, I thought it was a steal that they were able to get Capo Kakinen in that deal from Minnesota. They, of course, had to unload him because they were getting Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline. So now they have a real tradable piece if they want, and they could go run back the same tandem that they did previously with Reimer, with Aiden Hill, and then get something nice in return for Capo And We just talked about the goalie market, how there's such a lack of quality net miners. Well, you're going to need backups in a lot of different markets. You're going to need someone that you can rely upon, have confidence in, and hang your hat on. And Capo Kakinen could be one of those guys. Frank, I'm giddy with anticipation to talk a little trade targets. So let's get into today's edition of Icebreakers. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Icebreakers, as always, delivered by our friends over at DoorDash. And there is an intriguing, it just real intriguing new name at the top or near the top of your list, Frank. And that's Vlad Tarasenko out in St. Louis. Tell us what you know. Yeah, so really interesting situation with Vladimir Tarasenko in that I think as everyone watched this year play out and he had a career season, 34 goals, 82 points, everyone might just assume at this point that everything's status quo. Well, in this case, with Vladimir Tarasenko in the Blues, he's never actually rescinded the trade request that was out there. And that's also, you know, a lot different than what we just saw play out with Jake DeBrusque yeah. and the Boston Bruins, where he said, you know what? I'm good. I like it here. I've got my extension. We've changed coaches. All is copacetic. In this case, with Tarasenko, he had a fantastic year leading the team and scoring with those 82 points. Yet he was just sixth among Blues forwards in ice time. And I think that also hurt. And when you compound that with the fact that he went through so much where they question his credibility, his integrity, uh, his commitment to the team, going through that shoulder injury rehab process where they were like, does this guy even want to win? And all of a sudden we find out after the fact that really it was the Blues surgeon that botched those two shoulder surgeries. He gets a third surgery in Vail, comes back fully healthy and has the season picks up right where we let he left off previous to the injury just being the reliable sniper that he always has been and in this case now the blues are in a spot where tarasenko is now one year away from pending unrestricted free agency he'd still like a change of scenery he's going to be an expensive guy to resign and he's not going to be resigning there so is this the moment in time as the blues are beginning to discuss uh ways that they can create some salary cap flexibility is tarasenko one. And the other name that was added to our trade targets board today is Tory Krug. A bit of a surprise. Now just entering the third year of his $45 million deal that he signed with the St. Louis Blues. But I'm told that the Blues have gone through the process in the last few days of exploring what the trade market would look like for Tory Krug. He has a full no trade clause and completely controls the situation. There's no indication yet that Tory Krug has been approached about approving any sort of potential trade. I think they're trying to find out from the Blues end, where can we create that flexibility? Yeah. How can we get the most value in return? And when you take a look at some of the guys out there, Tyler, that are power play specialists, there's a lot of them out there. Tim Barry in Edmonton is one. Krug in St. Louis is another. Tony D'Angelo in Carolina is yet another. So there's a few out there. And I, I, I guess that at a certain point, if teams like Pittsburgh can't re-sign Chris Letang, that there's going to be openings for some of these players to go other places, and that's the market that the Blues are looking into. Yeah, and uh, some other names as well that maybe aren't that traditional power play specialist. A guy like John Klingberg, Jeff Petrie in Montreal. It's really intriguing the amount of quality D-men who are available this year, both on the free agent, UFA, RFA, and also on the trade market. The guy who's near the top of your list is Alex Debrinket, Frank. Um we talked about Miller earlier, but is there anyone maybe more likely to be dealt this weekend than Alex Debrinket, or is he at the top of the list for a reason? <laughs> 
No, Debrinkit's at the top of the list for a reason. Look, it's really a matter of when and not if. The Blackhawks, his days are numbered, whether it's before the trade deadline or it's this week at the draft. There has been significant interest, I'm told, in Alex Debrinkit. Teams are stepping up. I'm told there's four teams at the moment that have put forth substantive and significant offers for Alex Debrinkit. I think that they're still receiving calls on him at this point for the two-time 40-goal scorer. And when you look at it's still a lot of people view this as a surprise of where the Blackhawks are heading with the Brinkett. And they look at his age and they say, well, isn't this exactly the type of guy that you'd like to keep? The answer is probably, but they're about to embark on a four to five year process. So throughout that stretch for a guy that's hit 40 goals twice, he's going to be expensive. He's got a $9 million qualifying offer due at the end of next season. So that's just an indication of how expensive he might be. On top of that, when he finally, when they get to where they want to get to, he'll be sort of middle aged, 29, 30 years old. Is that the type of guy that you want to be committing to? And for a team that you know isn't going to be good for the next number of years, why would you want to dole out that type of money to a guy like Alex Dabrinkit? So that's the spot that they're in at the moment as they continue to field offers. It's a matter of if. It's a matter of when and not yeah. if for Alex Dabrinkit. Is it also a matter of when and not if when it comes to Yesa Puliyarvi? And to piggyback on that, a potential return for Edmonton, because we have heard Ken Holland doesn't want just draft picks for the guy. He wants immediate help on the roster. Is that a goal Colin can accomplish over the next 48 hours? I think so. Uh, they're very active in those talks for Pugliarvi. I'm told that there are six to seven teams that have been in the mix, and they've been all sorts of varying types of offers. Could they go out and get that draft pick that you're talking about, a second-round pick? I think they probably could if they you know, push the right buttons at the end of the day, but that's not something that the Oilers are really interested in or intrigued by at the moment. I think they want another player who's in a similar type spot as Jesse Pugliarvi. Maybe he doesn't have necessarily the same type of pedigree or potential, but someone who has maybe hit a bit of a rut in his career and is in a spot where he could, you know, bounce back and the Oilers could build up. And so part of it's also going to be stylistic fit as well as they look to move on. And as I mentioned, with regards to Evander Kane, he could certainly be part of that as well to help entice the San Jose Sharks into any kind of settlement that might help speed up the process in order for the Oilers to keep Kane. And we have seen reports from a few outlets that as many as four or five teams could potentially be interested in Pugliarvi. So six what, to seven, I'm sorry. Six yeah, to seven is so even higher than that. So even though you know the Oilers aren't looking at any sort of a home run of a return, potentially a few options for Ken Holland to choose from. That's going to do it for another edition of Icebreakers delivered by our friends over at DoorDash. Promo codes at the bottom, DFODD, DFODDUS. Frank, I'm going back to the hotel room. I'm firing up the DoorDash after this and using that promo code. That's going to do it for today's edition of Icebreakers. <laughs> Frank, let's move on to our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO, and it's presented by PointsBet Canada. A lot of talk about draft picks and trades, but free agency is also right around the corner. So give me one under-the-radar free agent that's maybe making a little bit of noise right now. Yeah, I can tell you that uh, someone that's sort of rocketing up my list uh, on our top 50, we'll have a new one later this week, is... Nicolas Delorier, he finished the season with the Minnesota Wild. He's someone that certainly has a big edge to his game. Not a lot of production in terms of goals. You see here, eight goals last year, 13 points. 
but someone that can move and someone who has an infectious personality. The Wild loved what he brought to their team. And so I'm told the interest is actually pretty significant in the sense that he's looking for a four-year deal, could potentially wow. touch as high as $2 million a year for Delorier, a former Montreal Canadian, as well as we're here in Montreal. A lot of teams like that skill set that he brings and the edge that he brings. So keep an eye on Nicolas Delorier as talks heat up. I wouldn't be shocked at some point either if a team would like to get ahead of all that interest and potentially maybe even give up an asset to trade for his rights at some point this week. The interesting part about Delorier is people see the fights on hockeyfights.com and the fact he has 263 hits and they think, oh, an enforcer, right? The last of the dying breed. But he's actually a really useful player. You mentioned in the locker room, he kills penalties as well. Yeah. Like this isn't a guy who you are stapling to your bench, playing three minutes a game and hoping he beats the wheels off someone in a fight once every three games. Like he can actually bring value to your lineup in other ways. Yeah. And the size and also the protection factor. I think yeah. a couple teams looked at the way some of their players were pushed around, even a team like Anaheim after they traded him away, yeah. some liberties certainly taken with their players down the stretch. The wild would love to keep him. They've got a cap crunch with the dead cap space that they have probably unlikely in order to try and keep him, but they'd certainly going to try will be interesting to see as the conversation after the next 48 hours will certainly start to shift for, towards the free agent market. And Frank, like you said, a new top 50 coming later this week on dailyfaceoff.com. Let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time, Frank. And second time of the show, I'll use this word. The vibes. Take it away. Yeah, so definitely not garbage that we're all back together here in Montreal <laughs> in a draft city for the first time in three years. This is awesome, not just for the NHL and this market with them hosting the draft and picking number one overall. It'd be amazing if you could do that every year. Uh, obviously, with the planning that goes into it, you can't. But I think just from a pure news and information perspective, where I deal in the insider space, yeah. it's so great to have everyone in the same city again. GMs can meet face-to-face -face if they'd like. There's a GM meeting today in person when they'll all be in the same room where they can continue the conversations that they've been having. And also just having all the agents in town as well. They're also speaking to GMs and meeting with teams. We discussed a couple of them, Evander Kane, JT Miller, go down the list. All of those conversations all of the groundwork is being laid in a really important week for the hockey business and we'll see if it leads to maybe some fireworks maybe not today maybe or maybe not this afternoon maybe not later today but certainly tomorrow i think we could see things get cranked up a little bit and hopefully we have some news to talk about the biggest fear right now as we put out articles and do shows and do podcasts is that at the snap of your fingers everything can be irrelevant when something big happens just this time of year <laughs> it absolutely is now that's going to be a wrap for today's edition of the daily face-off show and thanks to frank our technical producer alex allard as well we'll be back right here live in montreal tomorrow day one of the nhl draft with a fresh show until then keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.